So this is episode two of Altwave Radio. Um, a lot of people actually asked me why I started this podcast, so I thought this was a great time to answer it. Um, I've always been into fashion, art, music, anything I find interesting, and I always respect people that put time into their work to get good at their craft and put a product out uh, and creatively express themselves. So I thought this would be a great place to do it, and I feel in the media many times people don't have the platform to show people what they're doing and to kind of get the spotlight that they maybe deserve. Last weekend, I stopped by the studio with Mild Sobriety, an interesting rap group out of Baltimore, and we talked for a while. It was really cool. We talked influences, process, cool show stories, and a bunch of other good stuff. Um, they all have a lot of really cool projects going on, so you can keep track of them on Twitter, Lowkey Smokey, uh, Second Branch, Mild underscore Sobriety, and MildSobriety.com for any videos and updates. You can also follow me on Twitter, at SpiresLogan, Instagram, at the TheAltWave. Um, and you can also check my website, thealtwaveproject.bigcartel.com, for any uh, videos and episodes that are dropping and stuff like that. Um, season one of my clothing project, Altwave, is also coming out in the next couple of weeks. So uh, definitely check the website. That's where everything will be for purchase, and I'll be posting about it and keeping everybody updated. Um, also, sorry for no video this week. Uh, there were some camera issues, but uh, it's just straight audio this week, but that shouldn't happen again. Um, now that we got that out of the way, enjoy the interview and don't forget to follow, share, like, and tell me what you think. Also, fun fact, this did take 15 minutes to record this little uh, intro, so please enjoy. Um, Goddamn. Okay, right now we're here with Miles Sobriety. Yeah, yeah. Got Miles. What's up? Um, Android number 23. Android number 23, who just came off a show today. Like City, baby. Yeah, so yeah, exhausted. Yeah. Um, so I guess we could just start off, off top, which is kind of what... Where you know where are you guys from? Me, um, personally, Miles Daniels. As we do now. I'm from Harford County, Maryland. Okay. Uh, I used to live in Joppa Town for about eleven or twelve years, I think. And then I moved to Bel Air, and then I just like stay around there, and I stay up here in Northeast Baltimore, like flip flop back and forth. Okay. Where? What about you, man? I was uh, born in Baltimore, Maryland. Grew up in Rosedale. Spent a few years in Nigeria. Now I'm in Northeast Baltimore, so, you know, going to Morgan State University is lit. I love this city. How long were you, how long were you in Nigeria? I went to school there for two years, a few years in middle school. We just, me and my brother, we was really out there, like, just really, really out there. And it was real, man. It was real. It was like, it was crazy, man, like. Like Boko Haram been around for a minute. Oh shit! <laughs> been around, been around for, and niggas just didn't know, but it was definitely crazy. But it was an enriching experience, man. I wouldn't trade it for the world. So, you know how that goes. Yeah, I totally know how it goes. Yeah, you know, you know, you know this, that Nigerian shit. Um, <laughs> you know Boko Haram. Innocents being slaughtered. Yeah. You know. You know how that goes. You know how that goes. Global terrorism. You know. Um, <laughs> you know how that shit goes. Uh, you know how that shit goes. <laughs> Yeah, that's what the that's what the six is about. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, casual. It's so casual. Um, so uh, where did like the musical influence come from growing up? Did you kind of get that from yourself? Was it parents, friends? Oh, I got it strictly from myself. There was no one in my family who was musically talented. No, like, that. Was, like it was zero percent. Were they even like listening to music? Oh yeah, like what was what was being? They love listening to music. Like it all depends. My dad was the one who really got me to like listen to rap because mm -hmm. when I was really younger. You know, they didn't want me to listen to, like, some of the stuff that was coming out. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. they really kind of... This was when I was in, like, 
fourth, maybe fifth grade, something uh-huh. like that. But I remember um, when I used to ride with my dad, he used to like go pick me up from school. I remember he always used to play Get Rich or Die Trying. Uh-huh. And like that was the time I really got like, damn, I was like, people really be talking about this? I'm like, he be talking about catching bodies, all this other stuff I really had never seen. Because mm-hmm. I grew up in the suburbs, I really didn't see that stuff like that. It wasn't like evident to me every day. So when I heard that stuff, I was like, okay. And then I played... Uh, my, my mom actually got me into playing the saxophone because she was like, you need to do something. You can't just be out here, like, just going to school, coming home. Because I was playing sports, but, you know, sports don't last forever. Yeah, 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 you got your sure. season, you got this. So I started playing saxophone. And then I ended up being really good. So I was going to go to school to be a music teacher. Uh-huh. That was, like, my first plan when I was, like, a junior in high school. I was going to do that. But I really kind of got away from it. I didn't fuck with, like, the whole scene of those weirdos yeah yeah so I kind of like left that whole scene and then so if you were playing sax did, we, did you have like a lot of jazz influence oh yeah like Miles I was Miles in a jazz Davis band culture. oh you were in jazz band yeah and I was in the all county jazz band but I couldn't do it the year that I was selected my senior year cause I had a swim championship the same day a swim championship so I literally had to decide like go to all county jazz band or do this so when did the rapping start Rapping started when I was in like eleventh uh, to twelfth grade. There was like these niggas rapping at school and they fucking now, sucked and they were terrible. Was, you were rapping before that, but I was never on. I was never on the track. Recording, yes. Like at that point, when I first started rapping, I, I was rapping in like ninth grade. Like I was just being stupid. Oh yeah, yeah. Me and my friends used to rap earlier than that. Yeah, like, like me and my friends in like early elementary school, we used to just sit at the table and just like rap stupid of shit. Course. But putting my voice to a mic, these niggas at the school was rapping. And they were terrible. They were they were ass. And I was like, this is not that hard. Like I listened to a lot of music. I done been like studied different types of music. So I know the structure of a song kind of sorta. So I took it from a different aspect and I started rapping from there. Obviously when I first came out, I was probably ass. I can't even find the shit that I made back then. So were you, so if you were doing all these things, you were doing jazz, you were doing swim, you yeah. were doing you were rapping, were you like popping at high school then? Like I mean like I was not like a loser, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't like I wasn't like the most popular kid in the school. I'm not gonna yeah, front no like bitches. that. No, no bitches. bitches. Okay, he's just talking <laughs> some dumb shit, obviously. No, We've always had bitches. Like <laughs> like obviously I wasn't like the most popular, but I was popular, like I had friends, I never was struggling like that. Like I was on the football team, I started you know what I mean? I was on the team, I was a champion. I was I was like a good musician, so like people knew me in all types of squares. It was more like a lot of the people I couldn't like directly fit in with because like the sports people, yeah, but then you would go to do like some music shit and they'd be like, So why are you playing saxophone? And like oh, the yeah. people like when you're playing saxophone and doing all that stuff like, So why are you leaving to go to practice? Like Oh yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's you like, felt you, gotta, like you never found like your place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then like once you get older, you're just like you don't need to stop worrying about what people are really gonna exactly. try to put you in a box because maybe you're not meant to be in some box. Maybe you're just meant to Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I feel like do everything. that's the good thing too is you know, as you get older, especially yeah. if you're in like a creative lane, you yeah. kind of realize you can make your own box. Yeah. Because if you try and be like, if you look up to someone too directly, like I want to be just like this rapper or this fashion designer or this yeah. person, you like try and do that too much, and you realize like you're not that person, so you have to do it your own yeah, way. Yeah, you're you're only like, you. Because the thing I noticed was like when I was younger, like in that high school time when I first started making music and all that stuff, I was just like dumb, insecure, mm-hmm. and like it wasn't one of those like I could show it to the world, but like my, my me myself, I was insecure about like the music I was making all that, and all that type of shit. I really didn't feel confident. Mm. But then once I started living life and like shit actually started happening and shit started getting real and then after you graduate, it's like a whole new life. Yeah, Kind of yeah. basically sort of. So that's what it was for me and then that gave me my influence and my drive to do what I do today. 
So, uh, when did you when did you start rapping? Me, um, I mean, to be honest, like it all started in two thousand and six for me. Mm-hmm. Um, me and my bro were just like writing rap songs, cause fuck it, what else was there to do? Especially when we were in Nigeria, like there was really nothing else to do mm. besides fucking <laughs> fetch a bucket of water. <laughs> Fucking get your ass whooped for being late to church or some dumb shit. But uh, writing raps is like the thing. And all the people there, they thought it was so cool because, you know, Western culture is like heralded almost everywhere you go. So they thought it was cool just that we knew the words to like certain rap songs, like certain 50 Cent shit or G-Unit shit or some Jeezy. So that's when I really started writing raps. Um... Some of my biggest influences are Game, Jeezy. Like, growing up, those were big influences. And then, as of recent, probably Kendrick. And then, a lot of the people I hang around and a lot of the people I fuck with locally. Mm. Um, obviously, my team influences me. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I really started recording in high school. I went to Falston High School out in Harford County, hella white people. And I remember the first... Hella. When he say hella, he not saying like, like you have. Isn't to, that that's where Tim went, right? Yeah. yeah. So you like, yeah. if you were black in one of those schools that we went to, you knew every black person. Like, yeah. Like you knew their everything. Like y'all all knew each other. So wait, did y'all go to high school together? No, but it's like the same. How, so no, how, how'd you guys meet then? Um, crazy story. That's a crazy story, actually. We were like about to meet up. Yeah, basically. we just um we just linked up because uh. Um, I'm gonna just run through my other shit. Like, I was at high school. I made White Girls at Ass. People fucked with that song. It was like my first hit. But, um, I kept making music through school, graduated, stopped for like a year, mm. and then hopped back in this shit. Like, I really want to get serious. Bought like a shit ton of equipment, thousands of dollars of shit. Um, and just taught myself how to mix. And I wanted to start a super group with like, I was actually like, Back when I really had a lot of respect for these Harford County kids, for some reason, I don't know why. <laughs> years but, um, ago. Years ago, yeah. So I was like, I recruited mad people, and a lot of people just folded. So he hit me up out of the blue because he just heard about the whole recruitment thing going on, which I'm surprised about. I guess that's how the internet works. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But um, he hit me up, and then he came to the shit. So I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, this nigga's about this life. Like, this nigga is serious. He's really like... I didn't even fuck with his music that much at first. It was weird to me. I didn't know how to, like, digest it. I'm like, this nigga is different. <laughs> like, but, I mean, we just, the one thing we had in common was the fact, like, we work hard. We want this shit. And then the fucking relationship just blossomed from there. Mm-hmm. Working hard, doing shows, you know, all that shit. And I'm in the studio with him a lot. You know, he's... He's taking up mixing now, too, and mm. he knows his shit, you know, like, so it's, it's just like, it's crazy how he came and linked up with all of us, because, like, that was just, like, an obvious sign of, like, his seriousness. Mm. I'm here with my brother, he's in a collective, too, and then my man Kev, he's chilling out there, Joe is like, he's fucking Joe, he's like... Johnny Utah, he just yeah. He like acts as like my personal manager, my best friend. Mm-hmm. He's a facilitator, makes a lot of shit happen. Like yeah. obviously, you know how this music shit works. Like of course, an artist themselves can only do so much. 
Oh. Like, no matter how people, how they, how they make it perceive, like, this artist is this boss and this, all this other stuff. <coughs> I'm not saying I'm not my own boss, but at the same time. I feel every, like, I know what you're talking about yeah. exactly. Like, the first yeah. interview I did is basically you had Jay, who's the dude who all this motherfucker does is he yeah. works and pumps out designs. The funny thing was when he said he turned his whole shit into fucking, Dog, his whole I'm, room into the oh, shit. He sleeps on his couch. Dude. Yeah, like, that's real dedication. So de- he's devoted and I respect that. Oh, and I, yeah. And I feel like what you have to do is I'm at the same way with my project is like I love designing and shit but marketing like you have to have someone who can basically communicate with like the rest of the world because you can communicate with other artists and it'd be really effective. It'd be, it'd be easy with it. Exactly. It'd be easy with it but once you have to start doing shit like okay in order to like get popping you need to be posting on Facebook you need to be on Instagram like you yeah. need to be like marketing yourself in order to build the base yeah. and I feel like that's so important. Yeah like, I think that was like the key thing is like I hate people, not even hate, but I'm just saying, I don't like when people are like, oh, I can do it by myself. Fuck no, like, no. Like, name one person who did it by themselves. Like, if you can name a legitimate person who did it by themselves, I mean, I'll admit that I'm wrong, but let's really think about it. And it doesn't make you any better for doing it, it doesn't. by yourself. It doesn't. Like, the end results are what matter. Yeah, like, exactly. And it's not like selling out, exactly. like, asking people for help that can do things better than you. That's yeah, being smart. It's people, not selling out. People don't understand, like, I wouldn't even say people, but like a lot of these new niggas, new niggas, yeah, don't understand the strength of collaboration. Like, all the classics were made through yeah. collaboration. You can't take a, a an album like Michael Jackson's Thriller and not see a bunch of names in there. I like, mean, Quincy. I mean, think about Quincy Jones. Yeah. Like, that guy was like big at the time. It's not like Michael just you know was in the studio, yeah, like, exactly. in the apartment, like, making it, like he went to like the super powerhouse. Quincy the Jones did a lot of the work. Yeah, Quincy Jones work. is that dude. Fuck oh, yeah. We all know this. Quincy like, Jones is slept on. I don't know why people don't talk about I don't think he's slept on. No, he's not. Really? I feel like no he, one talks about Maybe it's, you know what? Maybe it's because I got a bunch of white friends and no yeah, one knows because it's the new Jones. wave. And the new wave, I think they do feature, but they don't do it like it should be done. Like, they'll, they will feature, they will feature just to get the buzz up, you feel me? And that's cool and all, yeah, because you want to get your buzz up. I understand that. But if you don't actually have a connection that can make the song good, mm-hmm. then why do it? Now. Someone put out a mixtape. They got 15 tracks on there. 12 got features on there with niggas they never even really chopped it up, ever talked to, ever looked in their eyes like that. Like, I understand it's good here or there, like, because you can't always do something face-to-face. But I like to be able to look in the eyes of the person that I'm about to have this person say something on my track. It's personal. Yeah, yeah it's I personal. Mean, I feel like, like this is my livelihood. your soul. <laughs> I feel like that. I feel that, uh, I feel like it's definitely important to, like, that face-to-face interaction it builds a different type of relationship because exactly. like you have like your internet friends and stuff like yeah. dudes that like are based out of wherever but yeah. I think it definitely builds like a next level because yeah. you know I think there's like a level of commitment that that yeah. makes um, I think one big thing is like if we never met up face-to-face like me and him and we and we try to do what we did like strictly over the internet it wouldn't have been what it is today do you understand what I'm saying because I had to come not. like I had to come to like I had to come there I had to show him I'm not one of those people who's going to be like, oh, well, I can do this, and then I can do that, or I have this and I have that. I got to come to you. I got to show you with my actions. And people don't understand, man. Like, the growth has been crazy. Like, like I feel like when you're just going through emails or on the internet, we're not really out here really collaborating, sharing rooms and energy with certain people. Like, how do you really grow? Because all you really do is sit there and nitpick yourself. And then you listen to what fans saying. Fans aren't wrong, but like fans aren't don't right know. either. Yeah, they don't know like, the real like fucking process. Like so, yeah, right. It's it's good to have people who understand the process around you. It's weird to me. Like 
there's people I talk to and like they think their process and everything is so crazy just because they haven't been around other people in the mm-hmm. process. But it's actually and, like super normal and super yeah, regular. It's yeah, super yeah. normal. It's normal for us. Like, what would you say is your process? Our our process is um, I mean, would you say it's like you just look for like beats for inspiration, or you know, like you're going through you know work or whatever, and you like hear a lyric or something well, that really sticks with you? He he probably has like a different process from mine, so I'll let him talk about his because ours might be like a little bit different. <coughs> well. The process varies a lot for me depending on what I'm doing. Like, I mean, rapping or just making songs all together. Where the process really starts is if I can get sounds that catch me, mm-hmm. like beats that catch me or something like that. <clears throat> I got that from my last EP. It's called Another Cold Winter, and um, out the, now. Yeah, it's out now. Milesobriety.com. Listen to that shit. Um. But the producer I was working with had some crazy different sounds, you know. When I hear things I've never heard before, it, it like, sets a fire off in me. And I just, like, the creativity from there is crazy. Um, other times it's just, like, through intoxication, for example. Like, uh... ActNaturally.work. ActNaturally.work. Um... <laughs> Sometimes like I just get, is, do your Googles. I get fucked up and just make music, and that turns out cool. But um, I love to like be there from the start to the end. Mm-hmm. Whether it's like cutting the sample and making the beat, because I be making beats, rapping on it, mixing. Mixing is like one of my favorite things to do, because when the music touches you, it, it it leads you down the way, and you figure out exactly how to mix a song. Um, so my process is very like if I could describe it in a few words it's like robust like that's a good word there's a lot going on robust is a good fucking yeah. description it's robust there's a lot going on but like I put everything into this shit so robust so you think it's like a lot of feeling out where like some people are like they can just kind of like assemble things You it kind of seems like you need to just kind of like it'll, you know when it hits you yeah, because when it comes to, like, the actual, like, like straight-up creation process, like making a beat, making a rap, making a song, it just hits me. But then everything after that, me putting the song together, arranging it, mixing it down, it gets so analytical. And it's cool because you realize, like, the freer you are with the performance, you know, like rapping and stuff, sometimes the better it sounds. And... I've just been doing it so much, it's cool to understand how certain factors affect an overall song. Like, damn, it was recorded like this, or... Those circumstances behind that. Yeah, like, the room sounded like that, or this, or the instrumental, like, you know, it's infectious, and it's It means a lot more to you, then. Yeah, like, because when things get that analytical, everything means more, like... Like, you listen to a Young Thug song, and no matter how many people say he's trash or can't rap, like, you appreciate... Hell of people be talking shit. I swear up. Where they do that at? You say Young Thug...
You're wild for that. It's so, you're wild. For it's that. so you're different. Well, he's like, an anomaly. He's an anomaly. And yeah. that's the cool thing about him is is he's an anomaly. And let's be honest, the people who work on his music know that, so they want to make it sound like an anomaly, yeah. and that's a good thing. And his music sounds phenomenal. His engineer, I follow him on Instagram. He really bought that life. Like he's not just some regular engineer. He he just met off the street. Alex Tume is knows like he knows what he's doing. He's not just some random ass guy. Shout out to all the fire engineers. Yeah, that are that are working so to make these artists pay, next like, level. Pay homage. Yeah, they're like, making these pay. artists next level because there's a lot of these artists who are not next level until their engineer comes into play. And that's facts. Pay homage to these engineers for real. They are masterminds. But yeah. yeah. That in my process, masterminds. it's really just. Um, you think it's a lot of writing, a lot of punching in. A not lot, a lot of writing. Not so, a lot of writing. So writing is like it's a lot of mixing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot of mixing. It's a lot of mixing. It's a lot of mixing. Like, um, like it doesn't take me long to like write a song. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not gonna take me like decades, unless it's like something I really have something to say, mm-hmm. and I don't want to waste a bar by saying like a filler that just gets me to the next bar. Uh-huh. I never want to do that. I never want to have something like, like I used to do that when I was trying to find my style, mm-hmm. but now I'm starting to find like my actual style. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to waste a bar with something that's just like a filler. A filler. Oh yeah, yeah. And then you could have just lost somebody's ears with that bar, like something so corny. Like yeah, it rhymes and yeah, it goes with the flow and all that jazz, but when it was corny, be like, and then niggas just and that's that. They, they just dead you. So yeah, um, I don't take that much time to write a lyric. But if it commands time, then I will take the time necessary. Mm-hmm. So, uh, how how long you guys been doing shows? A long time, long? like five years. Like five years? I don't, I don't even fucking. Let's see. I don't even years. look at stuff like that because I don't even know like when I started to like get better. Mm-hmm. I don't even like. I don't even know. Cause we met, we met back I think in October. Yeah, back? I was doing shows since like 2011. Since 2011. 2012. Okay. No, 11. 11. 11 was my first shows. That summer after I graduated. Jordan. So, we met at the we met at the Lamadon show. How long have you been like working with them or rolling with them or like kind of what it, explain kind of what is Lamadon? I know it's a collective. It's a collective of like uh, different artists and they put on events. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um they're really like in the community. That's mm-hmm. the biggest thing I could say about them like from when they first started I don't know if he broke something I don't know what just happened but it was just this little sink hand yeah but um I just feel like uh they're really in the community like yes I wouldn't even call them like a music collective anymore like they're community activists oh damn like you, you can ask him he works with them like, yeah you know what that wouldn't like that's that's very close to the truth like that's I mean what they do is like Trying to find a way to describe it, they really are like for the community. Like it's it's bigger than music now because I mean it's an art collective. It's not just artists, mm. well, not just musical artists or recording artists, but like you know producers, um, DJs, I mean uh, painters, camera people. I mean, I find it interesting, like because I remember when uh, when I went there, they had a clothing, they had like a vendor out there that was from Frostburg, and that's like three hours away. So I think it's interesting the reach that they're yeah, starting they to get. Yeah, they reach. They reach. I mean, they I really, reach. I like that. I mean, I think it's good because I think like 
in terms of big cities, Baltimore has a lot going on, but I don't feel like it's being represented. It's not. Yes. Exactly. Like, like, I feel Listen. Like there's so many people. There's so many cool people in this city because like everyone knows about New York. Everyone knows about Philly, and and even and then what happens is people kind of know about DC, and then they skip to Richmond. But like Baltimore is popping. There's so much going on. Let's also look at it from the flip side. Think about how many people got small cities that are like Baltimore size, and they say the same thing about their city. It's the same thing. So like we gotta find a way to get past all the bullshit that. Like that, like we deal with as our own city, like the yeah. violence, all the other shit. Like I understand it comes with the territory, but at the end of the day, if we can't beat our own battles, like reaching out to like other areas will never be. And I feel like I feel like um, it's definitely like up to us as as you know the young definitely. independents to make something happen because, like, I mean the way Baltimore has been like in the music industry, unfortunately. You don't have rappers really making it. Mm-hmm. Like, they got all other types of people, but, like, like what Baltimore rapper really... Set it off. Y'all, they like, may have, like, a hit here or there that buzzed up, but let's really think about it. Like, the commercial appeal. Yeah, and, like, like, how many of them are, like, true international acts? And that's that's bothersome because it's, it's an amazing art scene. But it's up to us, because, like, at this point, I feel like it's pointless waiting for, you know, some saving grace. Exactly. Like, oh, we no. Gotta, we got to grind hard as fuck, and I'm glad I'm about to be graduating, because I'm about to be grinding. Like, grinding. school is busy work at this point. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that's the that's the total aspect of it. Is I don't yeah. think there is a saving grace. I think you are your own saving exactly. grace. Exactly. Where, like, no one's going to come and put you on. Like, that's that doesn't happen, like... The only way that ever happens is if you just put make your own lane and like make your own spotlight. Hell yeah, we, hey lanes lanes are being carved right now. Like I believe. Look, I'm a believer. That's what I learned today, man. You gotta believe. Like you just gotta believe. And because if you don't believe it, fucking it's very believing. But when you believe, then you really put in that championship work ethic. All right, hold up. Let's ask like the real questions, like. Who's the first bitch I fucked off rap or some shit? Like, That's the real question. Let's fucking get to nitty gritty. Is that nitty-gritty. like the fucking second page or something? You got a you like second page of questions like... Dog, you want to talk all to asterisks? Me? Maybe the ask. All asterisks? Um, yeah. <laughs> maybe okay. ask, don't ask. Maybe ask, don't I'm ask. I'm going to see how he's feeling. That... Well, I didn't know if, uh, how much you wanted to be about your process or if you just want to talk about you just... We can talk about anything. I don't give okay, a um, Then definitely, yeah. How uh, high are you right now? How high are you right now? Um, high enough to, to fucking tell... If I'll, he has a question, tell the truth. How many um, mid-bloods have been smoked in this house tonight? How many <laughs> mid-bloods? Too many. Now, speaking of blunts, I did actually write Good this down. What, what is the blunt of choice? The blunt of choice? I used to roll blunts. I don't even roll blunts anymore like that. But he's fucking with the backwoods. So I'll be smoking bad dudes. Uh, what is... Probably the, Dutch. The backwoods I'm going back to Dutch. Dutch Master's like the... Cl- like, yeah, if I had to pick like one for life, I'm, I'm going with the Dutch Master yeah. chocolate. with the Dutch? Yeah. The, the tropical fusion switch is sweet. Nah. That that probably burns in like two minutes. It's probably gone in like that two minutes. That is good though. I What's his name had it up in Philly, remember? Was that Brock? Or? Yeah, Brock. Yeah. You know Philly niggas be fucking with the weird ones though. Nah, it was smooth though. That's one thing about Philly I don't agree with. It didn't taste fucking, shitty. It didn't taste I love shitty. Philly. I was like, second city. Switchers are. Switchers never taste bad. Switchers never taste bad. But they be lasting for like a minute. You got like a good 60 seconds. I mean, you like better not pass it. A-Web I mean, but if it's a personal, it's cool. You better take it to the shout dome. out A Web Blunts. Yeah, shout out to the A Web Blunts, the little skinny Jones. So, uh, speaking of which, when um, <laughs> when did you start notice 
you were like getting some either Instagram fame, real life fame, girl fame, like off rapping. When was that? When did I mean, you first? I'm not first? thinking like the whole social media jazz because like have, like half these niggas be talking some dumb shit, talking themselves up, tweeting lyrics that be not even involved with their life. But the first time I knew that this rap shit was real, I mean, I was at the show. Bless you. Um, Kalan. So people who are from Baltimore should know Kalan. Shout out Abdul Ali for giving me my first major show appearance. Anyway, I was staring down this girl the whole set, like staring in her soul. Like I was fucked up. I think I was off a of Zane. We were fucked up that night, weren't we? We were, we were faded. I, I didn't even. I didn't even. I missed his. He missed my set. I was there. Him like, and my, him and my boy yeah. who fucking started this whole clothing we company, were, Act Naturally, missed my set because we they were in the other room, fucked up. And it was lit, but I, we were but I was staring the, like I was staring down this girl in the face, and then after that. It was a done deal. But I made a song about it. You made a song about Not it? Not out yet, but... Uh, like, that was back in my days. I was just ready to just do anything. That and, was, and how long ago was this? Look at it. This is about a year ago. A little bit a little bit less than a year. Cause it was 418, 420 involved. And then, um... The show... Is that when you lived at the other spot? Is that the one yeah. you about? And then the show after that... Um... I also met this other bitch who was married to this guy who worked in the NSA. And I fucked her. That's savage. I mean, yeah, I mean, the grunge is lit. I mean, I'm not saying I'm like extra proud of it, but it happened. I'm not going to try to take it back and be like, I wish I took it back. I mean, on the bright side, you know, all your records are being looked at for the rest of time now. Oh, no. She actually wrote one of the hooks for my record. Oh, that's what's up. She doesn't know it. That's funny. But she wrote oh, it. Oh, shit. I remember you talking to me about that. Mm-hmm. Have you ever act naturally? The hook, she kind of wrote it. We oh. were like drunk at the bar, chilling. Oh. And then she was like... These shots got me. This drink oh, got me. Hey, yo, and then talk, I added shit. Yo, talk about Act Naturally. Yeah, so <laughs> Act Naturally, what is this? Act Naturally is like a clothing lifestyle brand. Um, started by my manager, Joe, who's my boy, and my other boy, Ross. They both just started it because, you know, they've always been in the fashion, like, more than me. I'm not a, like, you can look at me right now, I'm no fashion-ass nigga. I'm wearing black on black with some shell tops. But... The, basically, the whole premise is, like, we're, like, done with the whole wear other nigga shit. Like, we're so, like, we're so over it. Like, the way I think about it, I had a show one time where I was wearing, like, polo or something. I'm like, I'm wearing this nigga Ralph Lauren shit. He probably racist. He probably don't even fuck with me like that. I'm wearing this nigga shirt, giving him airtime. I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, and we all know creative people. Like, they're all creative. So, this, like, the designs we came up with. This one right here, um, if you can't see it. It has the Baltimore skyline over the top. With the jazz cup. Yep, the, exactly. Like the old jazz. school, this like 90s jazz doing my this, bad. This, like, with Eugene on it, this, like, my boy's old cat. Like, he used to have the, the crib. Like, he had his own crib and shit. He had this cat, Eugene, who was, like, realist. Like, was a human. Like, facts. Like, was a human. Like, used to smoke with us. How would, like, you roll up into the crib and, like, the cat come out of nowhere, like, hop on the couch, like, like try to be blazing with you. Like, Craziest cat, like, and then, like, got murdered. It was murdered in the he trap. He got murdered by a dog. In the trap, it was murdered. Like, it was murdered by a dog. It was just some Damn, session. Long Beat it to Eugene. death. Exactly. <laughs> R.I.P. Eugene. Beat it to long death. Long live Eugene. So, like, that's that long one design on his uh, front pocket. Got the cat. It says act naturally. But really, we don't we don't like to... So you're just only fucking with people that... We don't like you. to rep somebody that I don't even know. Like, I don't even know you. Like, but I'm wearing your shit. Like... That doesn't vibe with me anymore. Like, I don't care about the whole, you gotta look me this type of way. Me and Ralph personal friends, though, so I still rock the polo. <laughs> He's still rocking the polo, because yeah, But, like... Me and Ralph, we, we personal friends. At the end of the day, that, that's really what carries your brand yeah. the first. Act Naturally sponsors the team, man. 
I mean, I feel like that's True. good because I shout out like speculation as well. Sponsor the team. Co-sponsor. Speculation is a little brand like our homie Juice has. It's fire. Co-sponsor. They make dope shit too. Nice. I have so much shit to check out when I get home tonight. No, you already know. Like, if you so show stories. Smoke weed. Fuck it. I know smoke. Of course. Oh man, show stories. Yeah. Man, this one show we did in the barn. No. Yo, tell me about this barn. <laughs> <laughs> that was lit. All right, man. So we were we were in Harford County with uh, some of the uh, Harford County homies and. We put together oh, like shit. this show. Uh, it was that a, was live. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was like a, it was a free show. It was just at this girl's house because she had like a mansion, a, a bunch of land in Bel Air, and they had like an emptied out barn with like Ninja Warrior shit in there. Like, what? like they literally had like you know the pipe the niggas have to run up. It's like what? it's like a sideways quarter pipe or something. Yeah, sideways. yeah, they had that in there. Heavy intoxication by. Hella, hella drunk kids Underage So you had some drunk ninja warriors Hella drunk kids fucking We could only have uh, 60 something people in there what? But we got like 65, 70 Cause like he didn't Like the person who owned the house He didn't want a lot of people in there So basically we sold it out I don't know, lit. This, and, you know and Thank you for having us They some good people We, yeah. was, we was out here with the good people <laughs> It was a wild well, night But uh, the barn was sold out basically It was lit man It was just It was a barn Like it was just like We're really doing this right now Like that was one of those moments for me Where I was just like We can do it Fuck yeah Like I'm like we yeah. in here In Harford fucking county In this barn right now And it's lit How far into shows were you at that point? Um, How long have you been doing this? This is like, this past summer. This like, oh, so this, yeah, okay, so, this, so you'd already been like, doing it for a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is that, summer. Was, that, that summer was like a crazy summer because like we we did like quite a few shows. We, we did like did five in New York. Um, we did a show in Philly. We did a Three show in Baltimore, and then we had that show up in Hartford County, which was just like insane because like it was crazy. Like I made I started making music in high school, and a lot of people knew me for that. Especially the song White Girls With Ass Which was like Silly as fuck uh-huh. But it was cool But it was crazy Like seeing these kids For like the first time In a minute And it's just like Yeah nigga I'm still really on this Right yeah, now like, We still like, I'm here. about to perform In front of you right now Like Like this wasn't just A little hobby for me so Yeah was, cause sometimes You gotta show them Yeah and it was It was cool It was like so it was good to kind of like come back and like stunt and just go so hard. Well, it wasn't even stunt. Not stunning. Stunt. Like, we were having fun, but it just was just like, like musically. Just it was just in. like it felt good to like bring them that fun. So it's like yeah, remember me, like remember us, remember what we did. Like that my was boy, a lit night. My old boy Ross um, was passing out shirts. It was like a shirt like that, but it was white. Mm-hmm. And he was giving out J's with the shirts, and he was selling. Yeah, them. nah, yeah. If you so bought like, a shirt, you got a J. Came with it. It, it was, was like, yeah, it was like a personal roll drone. So. They all had them on. Like, there was people at the show who had them on, and I, like, I even had one on. So, like, we were all rocking the shirts. Like, not all of us there, but so he basically sold them like, all. It's like concert uniform at Yeah. That point. So, That's it's like, so, like, when, when like, I was really realizing it, when, like, we were about to perform, I was like, people got their phones out, they're on Snapchat. I'm like, damn, like, I'm doing this in a place, like, not many people can do this in Harvard County. Like, it's yeah. hard. And it's it was hard. crazy because, like, you always see, like, the big stage setting, people selling out arenas. Or people stage diving, but like, it was crazy. Like having that same feel, but we're in a fucking barn. Like it's like it's a like person. I feel yeah. like yeah, I feel like that's important. Where I think the problem is, I think just through social media, people only see like the top like twenty artists, and yeah. they don't see you don't yeah, get to, you don't get like a piece of like the grind. The grinding underground. It's like shit. it's like these delusions of grandeur. They're just trying to sell people dreams, and it's like flashing lights, big stage, blah blah blah. And but like it's just crazy having something that personal looking in people's eyes like 
fucking rapping, people repeating the words after me and shit. Like... And the bitches that you're still trying to fuck, so... I mean, not the bitches, but do you think that's a huge reason why you still rap? Because for that feeling? Just, like, keep Man, going for that feeling? let me tell you. Hell yeah. Listen, I live for the feeling. When I finished performing today, like, some little girl came up to me. Like, she was, like, amazed. Like, I was just, like, going crazy because I thought in my head, like, all right, that wasn't my best performance. Mm-hmm. And, like, she was, like, starstruck. She was like, are you famous? And I was just, like... Oh shit! <laughs> like she would be like, she "Damn, even, don't touch me." She was even <laughs> blinking. I was like, "What the fuck?" Like she was really touched by my performance. So, like, man, that's know? the shit I live for, yo. Like, twelve outside. Was that lightning? So it's been lightning on it. So, so tell me, so tell me about the show that you did tonight in Light City. Man, Light City. All right, first of all, shout outs to Jose. Hey. Shout outs to Felipe. Shout out to the Llama Don Collective. Shout out to Big Fifty Dollar Bills. <laughs> <laughs> felt so real though. It felt yeah. like a real fifty. Tell that story as well. I will tell. Okay, that story. yeah. Tell me about the show and then tell me about this fake fifty. All right. Uh, shout out to everybody. Um, we had an awesome show today. It was from three to eight at Mondawmin Mall, and what we did is we started out with beats that we had made. Like we put together these beats threw them in Ableton so you can control them with an iPad. Uh-huh. But instead of triggering one shots like sounds on a drum machine, uh-huh. you're triggering loops. So like people are like changing up the beat because they got all these different loops. Mm-hmm. And a few of us produced like different beats with a bunch of different loops and that's how it went down. Mm-hmm. People were loving it. The kids were like fascinated and then we had the beat trip freestyle session where we're all playing beats. I played beat trip for the first time tonight. Beat trip 50. Like like, that's, like, a huge deal to me, because that's, like, Super Bowl 50. I'm going to use that track. So special, you have to get the numbers. But, um, <laughs> B-Trip was great. People were freestyling. No, nah, that was the, the oh, last one that paid man in this one. But people were freestyling. People were having fun. Old people, young people. Then there was a bunch of performances, and that was just great. Like, all the performers were great. I performed. I was, like, the only... Well, I wasn't the only person that rapped, but, um... Yeah, a lot of people playing with producers, so me rapping is kind of different. I don't even know who that dude was. I dapped him up. I've seen him before, though, but I don't know his name or anything. He was going. Yeah, he was going in. Um, But, yeah, the performance was like, it was like, I mean, it was fun. It was definitely fun. I don't know why I was like, I felt like weird, like a little fright. Not really, but like, I just wasn't in my zone. You couldn't cuss, so like. Yeah, yeah, I like to slip out there one time. I was like shit or some fuck. I was about to ask about that because, like, I know that's a very family friendly event, and I think it would be really funny to just have some just ignorant. Just well, we had this one trap beat though that was kind of going like it wasn't ignorant though, but the like it was trap, so people could relate. Yeah, it was dope though. It was like incredible and. I mean, seeing, like, the joy in some of these kids' faces, I'm just like, all right, hell yeah, happy kids. Like, if, if everything else is wrong in the world, there's nothing wrong with happy kids. Mm-hmm. So, True. Okay. That was, it was fun. And then, you got no idea how fucked up the world is. Oh, my gosh. Oh, shit, the fake 50. Yeah, um, tell me about this fake 50. My man just gave me a fake 50, like, and... I pocketed it because I thought he was paying me for, like, the performance and shit. So I just pocketed it, didn't even look at it. But I, I, it felt a little weird to me. So I got back here, and I'm just like, finally. I open it up, and I'm like, 
looking at it, I'm like, how come it's not really see-through? So then I turned it around, and it was fucking just white, and it said April Fool's. I was like, what the fuck? Damn. <laughs> like, niggas got me. The niggas got me with the God-level April Fool's joke. <laughs> what it's crazy because like I got my paycheck in the mail yesterday, but I haven't put it in the bank yet. So I'm like, all right, fuck. I got no money right now. So I was just like, hell yeah, money. And I was like, <laughs> <"Hell> <laughs> yeah, no money. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like how April Fools is on Friday, so there were mad paycheck jokes going on. Savage. Just waiting on them. Nah, but I'm happy because you know what? I didn't get to crack any jokes today, so like, I'm glad I still found a way. To to participate in the festivity because I love like April Fool's Day like I don't know why people hate it some people say it shouldn't be a holiday but like no it's not like a real holiday yeah it's a holiday to me right (laughs) shit if I get all work for it it ain't real no that's a real holiday to me it's it's like April Fool's Day like you can just if I'm not drunk it's not a holiday (laughs) oh my god you guys so every weekend a holiday no basic seriously someone go too far on the fucking the little fucking April Fool shit. You might catch a slap. You might catch the hands if you try to go too far with it. Don't catch bodies. Just catch yeah. slaps. Yeah. You might catch a slap. Oh man! You gotta be careful with April Fools. It's like that episode of SpongeBob, like April Fools. That was like one of the best episodes. That that made me love April Fools Day. I was like, all right, yeah, this is funny as shit. Like niggas is just cracking jokes on each other. <laughs> 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 And SpongeBob really almost caught the fade with the dude's drink. (laughs) He almost caught the fade. Caught the fade. He was like, he gave the customer the drink at the Krusty Krab, and he started laughing. Oh, and it was like the ice cube. He was like, "What did you do to my drink?" He he like really almost caught the fade, and he was like, "Yes, for a couple ice cubes, but hey, we gave you one." (laughs) April (laughs) Fools. It's so late. Oh man. Facts. Oh, um, SpongeBob. SpongeBob can catch my face. We kind of talked about it earlier, but uh, how? What do you find? How do you find uh, balancing work and school? Because that's obviously any cre- type of creative person. In you tell your fucking boss, listen. If I got a show, <clears throat> I'm gonna fucking miss work if you schedule me. I tell him always. Right now, I just got a raise, so I think I'm doing all right. For me, my shit is a little bit more relaxed, man. I never work on the weekends. I'm in school, work. Um, School sucks. It's an enriching experience, but um, it's also a jig in 2016 because it costs way too much money. Mm. Um, But uh, I don't spend a lot of time on schoolwork because it's not hard. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's it's not hard. It's just busy work. Mm-hmm. I spend a lot of time making music though, and then when I'm on the clock working, I have to work. But I think I've made a beat at work like once or twice. Mm-hmm. I made a really good beat at work one day. What? That one with the with the Digimon World sample on Ableton. Um. Now, so basically, you know, just during the weekend is when you got mad school stuff. Well, nah. During the weekdays, I still make music because I live here, so I just come home. My, my bedroom is a studio, so I make music probably every day, and I'll be working with some artists and shit too. My niggas be coming through. Shout out to all the artists that came through the Miles Sobriety Studios, where dreams come. Shout true. out Soda. Soda. Shout out my nigga ASAP Ant. Shout out my nigga 
ASAP Air came through it? Yeah, dude. He, he, he was just here a few. What? Yeah, that's my that's my man. Dog, that's fucking wild. <laughs> yeah, man. He's just he's just my uh homeboy. He just now how'd you cool. meet ASAP Man? He be out here. <laughs> it's Baltimore. <laughs> 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 he be out here. Like I just met him, and then that's wild. Yeah, but um, lots of people be coming through here. Shout out to my team, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to my homeboy Aaron because he still be working on the low key. I just got a dope ass cover art for one of my new singles. What the fuck is in the water? Because what the fuck is in the water? Mm-hmm. Like. Age, age. Maybe Harvard County. Um, yeah, like people be coming through. Like dreams really come true in the studio. Like mm-hmm. no joke. Um, and nightmares. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was interesting because even when we met the first time, we uh, the first time we kicked it, I was like helping you guys work on a beat, like yeah. off top. Like it was really cool, like the environment that was going on. We be chilling, cause it's like some days you just be chilling, you know, just fuck around on a beat. But then some days you really gotta get serious and just you gotta like knock out shit. So I mean, I feel like that's kind of the balance that separates like not the boys from the men, but like yeah. the serious people from it. Because it's I think it's fun to like be like, oh, I was in the studio and you're just like fucking around doing nothing. Yeah, if you're not doing nothing, you taking up. Then you're just hanging. Then you're just hanging out. Yeah, then you're just hanging out. Space and niggas like, just talking shit. in the background, trying to get shit done. Oh my god, I hate that. You know, I wasn't even paying attention to what you were saying. I was zoning out, but. That, I fucking hate that shit. 50 niggas in the studio. Niggas talking. Niggas debating about Gucci Mane versus this nigga. And I'm like, bitch. Gucci always wins. Gucci I'm like, always yeah. working. Gucci always gets the W for that one, though. Yeah. Conversation. <laughs> but it's like, we working, man. Like, we trying to be niggas. Like, y'all talking about these other niggas. We, we trying to be the niggas. People talking about us. Yeah. And it's just yeah, like, oh, yeah. Like, you got to be working. Get your head in the game. Yeah, like, you out here on the sidelines not reviewing the plays. Like, you out here fucking... Talking Instagram. about Jerry Rice. On Forgot. Instagram, talking yeah, about bitches. Yeah, you're talking about Jerry Rice, you're a third string receiver, <laughs> dog. Like, nigga, you don't ever want to come up, you need to hit the gym. You're talking about fucking this I'll nigga be working. Smoking Jerry Rice. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Jerry Rice. But that ass, like, I. Jerry Rice earlier. It's like, the work ethic is really, like, you can tell the niggas are serious. Because, like, <laughs> it just be evident. So, um, so what's upcoming for you guys right now? Hey. Um, Mouse Sobriety Records. Be like the actual Mount Sobriety Records. Like a label? Like a label. Like a label. Where dreams come true. Where dreams come true. Okay. Mount Sobriety Records. Be ready for that. Um, See, like, I feel like if I start saying some projects, like, I'm like, jump the gun, you feel me? Tweaking. Yeah. All right, I'll tell you about about some fucking shits I got then. Tell the one project then. What, want? Yeah. We got want. Want is hard because we are not them. It's an acronym for we are not them. Want. Mm-hmm. Want is, um, it's just hard because we're just nice. Like, plain and simple. I don't know how else to put it. I can't break it down for you scientifically. <laughs> and There's no formula for this. Yeah, I can't even give you, like, the formula in terms of artistic process. Mm-hmm. But, like, the fact of the matter is that the beats were good and we're good at everything else we do, so. The best way that I could describe it is, like, say your grandmother who has, what, 50 grandchildren. Just hella grandchildren. And she makes some good-ass, bomb-ass food. There's no measuring cup. She just fucking taking the shit, putting the shit in there, and it comes out bomb. There's no, we don't, we like do this, we do that. We are not them because we just make it happen. It just happens. We cook. We just cook. Mm -hmm. There's no add a pinch of salt. But sometimes we do be dripping in the sauce. Lost in it. 
I mean, Gucci said you can't get lost in the sauce. You can get lost, I know, get lost in the sauce. You're, you're allowed to get lost in the sauce once in a while. I mean, but then if you, I think if it's only once in a while, then you're not lost in the sauce. You're just dipping your toes in the sauce. Because if, ah, if you can find your way out of the sauce, oh, are no. you lost? What if you get this caught, a, though? What if you get caught question. in the sauce? I like dancing the sauce. Like, I'll dance in the sauce. But fucking dancing the sauce is dangerous because you can get lost if you if dance you, too long. Because if you slip in the sauce, hey, you if you slip, you're dying. Sauce. We are not them. It's a project me and him have been working on a uh, group project. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the production is handled by he did some of it, like half of it. We yeah. other people that uh, did, did half of it. Yeah, like four yeah. or five. It's like half, like not bad. And then yeah, we did a mixing process, recording, it's some hits. I can play it for you after those. Oh for sure. Jazz shit. Yeah. Um, I got some shit in the works. I don't want to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any um, any time frames? No, no specific dates, but see, any, like, see, you know, and, next. And they do the whole time frame well, shit. Well, what is it right now? Like, what is it right now? Today's April first. April first. Yeah. Um, summer coming summer. I don't know, but I know people are gonna get a new song from me before the end of this month, possibly two. Like, okay. that's, that's the timeline I can give right now. It only goes up that far in terms mm-hmm. of releasing music. Okay. Um, I have no idea. I'm releasing my song. The tape is going to come when the tape comes. Ask this nigga right here. And right she'll here. be coming around the mountain when she comes. So, oh, no, for sure. You know? When's my next track coming out? Manager Joe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let, me, let me call him up real quick. Few weeks probably. He'd be like, but, chill. Nah, more importantly, did y'all see the fucking Hamburger Helper mixtape that like went like viral today? No. Like hamburger helper, like got like real rappers to like make like a mix tape. It's fucking on SoundCloud. Oh my god, who's on it? And it's like, like you know, I do Bobby raps from like Minneapolis. Yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah, he's like one of the rap, but like it doesn't name him. It? It. I think I might have to, uh, I might have to play that at the end. Of the yeah. It's gonna yeah, yeah, yeah. outro. We gotta get a tracker. Yeah. Well, yeah, working on that. Um, I'm also working on a uh, tape. I'm about to. Uh, I already, already dropped no time. Mm-hmm. If you haven't heard no time, mildsobriety.com. I don't yeah. know where the fuck you've been. Um, but Milesobriety.com. You can find yeah, everything. Yeah. Follow social. me on Pornhub. I shared the best vids. <laughs> fucking the tightest clips. Um, <laughs> all full length Johns. All full length Johns. Uh, 1080p. 1080p straight HD. Classics. Audio is crystal clear. Might see a girl you know in there. You <laughs> got know. the condenser microphone. Um, full quality. Full quality. But, um, yeah, I'm really um, about to hit niggas with more and more music. Like, I have so much music, it's, like, disgusting at this point. Oh, shit. So I'm just, like, about to start putting it out. I got tapes that are in the cut we're working on right now. But No Time is Out right now featuring Soda. Shout out. It did pretty good on SoundCloud. I'm happy. So, I guess at this point, it's just... Video, uh, too, anybody, Video too, Anybody you want to shout out? Closing thoughts? Um... I'm about to do something funny, but fuck I don't Just fuck them all. <laughs> fuck everybody. <laughs> nah. Anybody who I've ever drank brunettes with, shout out to you. Shout out to you. Unless you're a fucking bitch. And I just pass it to you just because you look lonely. Um, shout outs. Um, shout outs <laughs> to all my people. Shout outs to the good people. Shout, shout out to the bitch to I'm about to go over and shout fuck out after we're done with the interview. Bitches. Shout out to the lonely bitches. What's up with that right now? That's Damn, that's the plan. Shout out to the shout outs for real. Shout out to the shout outs. I know you've been shouting out people all day, so I feel like it's already there. Yeah. Shout out to all the niggas who just know what we're doing over here. We're working. We're not just some average ass niggas just fucking rapping on the mic. And also shout out to the niggas that are really just hurting themselves by being terrible. Thank you. So you make me make my job easier. Shout out to all my people.
Okay, well, I guess that's, I feel like that's a wrap. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. thanks for coming. You already know. Yeah, I, thanks for having me. For nah, I appreciate you interviewing us. You already know. Of course, it's been forever since we linked the